Hey guys, you're about to watch part two of episode 13. If you missed part one, you don't want to miss it. Go back and see the video list on this channel and check it out and come back for more fire. And then that was, that means, that means we have work to do, honey. All right. So as is echoed in Daniel chapter two, these kingdoms are supplanted by a fifth kingdom. Now, Leah, Rome was not destroyed for, for about 300 years. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand, do you? You see, these rulers, these dominions, and these powers were demonically held. In AD 70, with the fall of Jerusalem, everything switched. And you see, when Jesus died and he rose again, he destroyed the power of Rome. He destroyed before even AD 70 even came about. Jesus supplanted those rulerships and he made us see how can we be kings and priests mm -hmm. if there's somebody sitting in my seat come on so jesus came in and he said when he died and he rose again he said excuse me <clears throat> i have to make room for my people come on now and then he put you and me on these seats mm -hmm. revelation says he has made us kings and priests. to be a nation of kings and priests he has made us. John says we have been made. Yep. We have been made a nation of kings and priests. Where are we ruling? We're ruling in these seats in heavenly places that were what? Ruling on earth. Yep. These dominions, these dominions were up here, but they were ruling down here. Yep. So when Daniel, Daniel had been praying and the angel uh, Gabriel was held back. And what did he say? I was withheld. No, that was Michael. By the prince, Michael, by Michael. No one was with me, but Gabriel. Yeah. I was withheld by the ruler. Yeah. Of this area. Mm -hmm. I was withheld by another an, an angelic type spiritual being. Yep. And we have supplanted those spiritual beings over these areas. Mm -hmm. These are spiritual beings. And, and Jesus has taken... We're done now. We're done. They're done. But just like this, just like a little leaven, leavens the whole lump and it grows and grows and grows. Just like a little mustard seed grows and grows and grows. We must activate these things. All right. Let me read some comments here from Sherry. To confirm the 10 horns. That was the Roman Caesars up until the time of Jesus. Uh, that was the Roman Caesars before and then up until the AD 70. Um, revelation, a revealing, as in revealing what Daniel was told to shut up, correct? Revealing the, the messianic reign. It's, it, John says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. But I think that she makes a point there, that there probably is a little bit of that, revealing what Daniel was told to shut up. Well, Daniel was told to shut up, exactly, because he says the seals. Right. The seals, no one could open the seals yes. of Daniel. But Jesus. So Sherry also says the time to reveal the rest was when Jesus showed up is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when the time, that's when the seals were being opened and, and, and the revelation was happening. So Salty Mama says, amen, glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Floorman says, so God claimed credit for creating the nations that preceded his coming using their success and their demise to reveal the truth of his prophets. Mic drop, Floorman. You win. Good job. You win. You get a cookie. All right. So we're going to... Um, Cookies all around. Yeah. No kidding. You all are getting it. 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about Rome just a little bit more here, uh, and we will talk about it more and more in in future. Okay, so describing in greater detail in the Book of Revelation, the fourth empire is Rome, the seven-headed Leviathan, as is echoed in Daniel two. These kingdoms are supplanted by a fifth kingdom. Verses eleven and twelve predict the death of this beast at the establishment of the fifth kingdom. That is the Roman Empire, which was a monster. And uh, I don't know how to make it bigger here. Is there a way? It's, it's kind of okay. big. It's big enough. And could not be compared to any beast because there was no beast that was even comparable. All right. Signifying the tyranny and greediness of the Romans, that which the Romans could not quietly enjoy in other countries, they would give it to other kings and rulers so that wherever they wanted, they might take it again, which liberality is here called the stamping of the rest under their feet. That's why they're the feet. Okay. That is the various and different provinces which were governed by the deputies and the, pons, uh, the proconsuls. And each one of these might be compared to a king, which is meant, here we got our 10. Go ahead, read them. Julius Caesar, Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, and Nero, etc. Who were as kings in effect, but because they could not rule except by the consent of the Senate, their power is compared to a little, little horn. horn. For Mohammed did not come from the Roman Empire, and the Pope has no vocation of government. Therefore, this can be applied to them. Mm -mm. And also in this prophecy, the prophet's purpose is to chiefly comfort the Jews until the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay? So take it for the whole body of Antichrist. Okay? Now here, it meaning uh, a certain portion of the ten horns, that is a part from the whole estate was taken away. For Augustus took from the Senate the liberty of choosing the deputies to send it into the provinces and took the governing of certain countries to himself. And then these Roman empires at the first used certain humanity and gentleness and were content uh, that others as the consuls in the Senate should bear the names of dignity so that they might have the profit. And therefore, in election and consuls, they would behave themselves according as did other senators. Yet against their enemies and those that would resist uh, them, they were fierce and cruel, which is meant here by the proud mouth. Okay? So here we have, at the coming of the fifth kingdom, Daniel foresees the heavenly coronation of the Messiah, Jesus. Go ahead, you can read this. The kingdom that Christ re receives. In uh, Daniel 7, 13 through 14 is the fifth kingdom, the Messianic kingdom. In the first century, the Messianic kingdom was believed to be an empire centered in Jerusalem that would extend throughout the known world. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus describes his kingdom, the Messianic kingdom, under the cryptic guise of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Jesus gave his kingdom, the Messianic kingdom, these ambiguous titles because to speak openly and explicitly about the Messianic kingdom in Israel in the first century could mean instant death to both him and his followers. The client king... King Herod, and the Roman procurator, Pontius Pilate, would certainly never tolerate a rival to their throne, nor would Tiberius Caesar, whose authority was also threatened if the Messiah extended his kingdom throughout the world. Go ahead, read about the first, first century. First century Israelites were correct. The Messianic kingdom was to be a worldwide kingdom centered in Jerusalem. However, what they did not know was that the throne of this kingdom was not in the Jerusalem on earth. The throne of this kingdom was to be in the Jerusalem that is in heaven, as Galatians 4.26 states. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother, Hebrews 12.22 says. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Notice that Daniel 7.13-14, Jesus receives his kingdom in heaven, not on earth. The fact that Jesus rules from a heavenly throne is pictured in Acts 8.55-56. and 56. Here, Stephen sees Christ standing at the right hand of the Father in 
heaven. So can you go back up now and read? Now we're going to read the vision of the Ancient of Days. So go back up to verse 7 or verse 8. We're going to go to the horns again, remembering what we just read. And we're going to talk about the Ancient of Days and the thrones. Here right we go. Here. Um, A little bit more. I think it's right here. Yeah, keep going now. Eight. After I saw this in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. Rome. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the other beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I was considering the horns. There was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking speaking. So remember words. the Caesars, uh, they were saying that they were gods. Right. Okay. Vision of the Ancient of Days. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white okay, as stop. snow. Just stop. I watched till thrones were put in place. Those are our thrones. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Love it. I go to prepare a place for you. Okay, so we're it. This is Jesus, what Jesus did. And the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were open. I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. Way, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Do you want to talk about that or later? Yeah, so let's go over a few of these. I think I think I might have done it down here. Let me see if I did. Um, I went over a few of these, but let's just go, let's go over some of these together. All right, so I want you guys to go with me, and we're going to do uh, verse 9. He says, I beheld in, in which is Daniel 7. Daniel 7. Uh, I, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and his hair of his head was like pure gold. So we're going to go to Revelation 20, verse 4. And so this isn't in the blog? No. Okay. I so you better be taking notes. Okay. And um, here we go. And I saw thrones... And they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And I saw what? Thrones. Wait a minute. What did we just read? Okay. Finding how the scriptures come together. Okay. I saw thrones. I saw thrones. I'm coming back here to um, verse, verse 9. Vision of Ancient of Days. And I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream okay. issued. No, you're right. All right. Now, Revelation 114. So write down Revelation 114. And his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire. Mm -mm. You guys. Same hello. Thing. This is Same it. Thing. If we can prove to you that Daniel makes so much sense that this is Jesus coming and sitting down on his throne without any sort of... Do you guys see a break here? Do you guys see a 2,000-year break? Do you see any... Do you see a couple years break? But it's literally exactly what is just described in Revelation. Snow, wool, fire, burning... 
Yeah, it's the exact same words. It's the exact same words. Um, and then actually you can go to uh, Psalm. And if anybody, if you wanted to put these in the blog while you're you know, typing, you could. But Psalm 104. Let's not risk it. Let me see, where am I at? Psalm 104.2. Uh, who covers yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a cur curtain. So I guess that's um, garments that are white as snow. That's, that's um, bless the Lord of my soul, who covers yourself with light as with a garment and stretch out heavens like curtains. All right, so I want to go on to, I held the throne. So we see the thrones in Revelation. And a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands and thousands ministered to him. And 10,000 ten, times 10,000 stood before him. And judgment was set. And the books were open. And I'm going to go to Revelation 5.11. So Revelation 5.11. And behold, I heard the voice of many angels round about, and the throne of the, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand, some ten thousands, and thousands of thousands. So John is seeing this, yep, and he's giving us more clues to it. Okay, these are the exact words. But you know what's interesting is you don't see the judgment until the end of Revelation. That maybe the book of Revelation happens at kind of a quicker pace than we think. So let's also go back to one of our favorite verses in the Revelation Red Pill Wednesday series. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to fulfill what? All. All the law and, and the, the what? Prophets. Prophets. So if John is using exact imagery from the prophet Daniel, and we know that Jesus came to fulfill all the law and the prophets. And Jesus has fulfilled the prophecy from Daniel. And John is literally re-describing the prophecy from Daniel. Do you think maybe Jesus is, that John is describing the fulfillment of Jesus's prof, of Jesus fulfilling all the law and the prophets? Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing this kind of happen to, this is why uh, Daniel is a little bit more, uh, easier for me to explain than revelation revelation is deep and it seems like it takes a long time to get where we're going and it seems like it's coming and it's like it seems like it's very apocalyptic it feels like it's very end of the worldy um it, but it's really end of an era e when you see that he goes from these four kingdoms and and there's rome and there's nothing after rome I want that to sink in for you guys. Before we go into Revelation, before we go, if you have Daniel in your belt, mm -mm. the confusion that is surrounding around Revelation will melt away. It's really good. And the confusion with a lot of the scriptures in the New Testament of timings, are they sleeping? Are we being raptured? There's a lot of confusing scriptures. Let's let's make a pact. <laughs> okay? Now we're a cult. Let's make a pact. Just kidding. That when we are confused, and mm. we will be, and I have been. I'm not telling you guys that I have all this put together. I want to bring to you what I have put together that I know that I know that I know. And when I don't know, and when something doesn't fit, and when something doesn't make sense to me, I will let you know. 
okay? There are things that I try to put into place that I don't quite have in place yet. I think that, but when we, we just saw the patterns of evidence, okay? And so when they have a for sure pattern evidence, like they have a Jericho that has burnt walls mm -hmm. and a place where Jericho should be. Yeah. So that is a, it's, it's, it's a timestamp and it's something where you put your marker and everything else. Okay. Does it fit into this? Because this is factual yeah. and this lines up. So when we get a little bit weird and we get a little bit cross-brained, come back to Daniel. Yeah. Come back to the four kingdoms. Okay, now, uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, John, Paul, how do we put where you talked, what you're saying, Revelation, guys, how do we put that in with these four kingdoms? Because this is, this is solid. Yes. These four kingdoms are solid. Because the kingdom that is set up comes after the kingdom that takes down all these other kingdoms is already happened. That's Jesus. Yes. So we got to go back. And so, so what goes a little sideways is when we start to say, and I beheld the thrones, uh, I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days to sit. So what are these thrones that are cast down? These are these, uh, these are these, he literally is talking about these other dominions that were cast down and these new thrones and John sees new thrones set up. Mm -hmm. This is so, can you guys, beautiful. are you picking up? So he casts beautiful. down the other dominions that goes to Ephesians chapter six. Okay. You have all authority. He has all authority. So we, we're reigning with him. We are supposed to take dominion over these rulers and principalities. We're supposed to, they're cast down. But what's interesting is people think that it's supposed to be all at once. But when, why would, why would Paul say, these rulers and principalities in high places, you have dominion over them where they didn't have dominion over them before. Exactly. Okay. Let me read some comments from Mike. He just left a slew of them over here. Uh, Christ reigns over the earth's nations along with the saints who died in the first century. That is one of the mysteries of the parables of the kingdom. I shared the book demonstrating that. Revelation 20 is parenthetical, looking at the long time after the first century. It explains how Daniel 12 was fulfilled with the righteous. A righteous awakening in the first century, but the wicked actually were awakened way later to judgment. I made a list of about 10 reasons why Revelation... Um, let me move this here. 1, uh, 19... 21 and 22 are first century. Bruce Gore is really good, but he has some typical misunderstandings. And Daniel 9 obviously happened. Christ brought in eternal righteousness in the first century. So good. So uh, verse 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him and 10,000 and 10,000 ministered to him. Uh, and judgment, and, and the judgment was set. The judgment was set and the books were opened. You see, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. The judgment seat and you know um corey and serge i wasn't quite ready i wanted to take you here first i wanted to take you here first before i took you to the judgment seat of revelation and i want you to make up your own mind on this but i want you to do it without what other people are saying without the confusion and i just want you to read daniel 2 and I want you to understand these different kingdoms that are just very easy. This is very easily understood. There's no way you can take this out of context unless you're a dispensationalist. By the way, Corey Surgeon Jason did a phenomenal job last week of presenting the judgment yeah. seat, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. They they truly did. And you guys can go there. And and if you are picking up what I'm laying down here, that will make more sense. But I got I got a, I got several messages of confusion after that. Are you saying the judgment is over? Are you saying the judgment is over? I, uh, we had a conversation with Serge and Corey, and I, I was saying I wouldn't do it that way. But there are people, my mom loved it. There are other people that loved it. Other people that could go there with them. I loved it. I loved it too. And I thought it was great. But some of you need to come in through the door that I went through. Okay? And this door right here is going to help you make sense. Okay, again, what did we talk about? We talked about things that are solid and true. And then the other things that are solid and true, you interpret the kind of stuff through the stuff that's solid and true. Okay? If you're not quite sure about the judgment of Revelation, you can at least be true. You can at least come here and say, whatever this judgment is, this happened. Okay? And come with me there. And I, I want to go with you guys there. And then I beheld, um, and, and judgment was set, and the books were opened. What are the books? You see, the Jews believe that they have a, um, they have a yearly uh, time when they um, fast and pray, and then they have the new year, okay? And in the new year, they get to start all over, and hopefully that they can go to heaven, and their names will be written in the book of life, right? Um. When before Jesus, the, the soul died, it went to Sheol, a place of resting, waiting for the resurrection. Leah, you saying the resurrection has happened? I will answer your question with a question. Is David in heaven? Oh. David said that his soul went to Sheol. He had to be, in some way, resurrected. He was sleeping. The sh in, in Sheol, the soul sleeps. Is David alive and in heaven? Yes. Is he ruling and reigning in heaven? Yes. What about Deborah? Yes. What about Samuel? Yes. And we know where Samuel was because he gets brought back up from it. Jesus said to uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees that I'm going to raise up the Queen of Sheba. Mm -mm. I'm going to raise up Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -mm. And they will do what? Judge. Who? This generation. The books were opened. They had to be. They had to be. If there are saints in heaven, they, the books had to be opened to see who's good, who gets to go. Who gets to go? There's no other scripture that talks about a getting to go to heaven. They, it, it, you've got to put them in order. You can't. We can't randomly make things up. We can't say, well, this doesn't fit with my interpretation of the resurrection. So I'm going to make something up. Nobody can tell me how David and all of them went to heaven. Well, not only or that. Or where yeah. the scriptures are that say that they will. But where would... It would be prophesied. So are, so are these people that are talking about this kind of second resurrection, are they saying that the Queen of Sheba will be raised up as far as, like, she will literally come into a bodily form? Yes. That's what they're saying. Yes. To judge who are they going to judge. 
Who do they judge? I mean, what's the point? The generation of the time. I mean, okay, so... Um, Not that generation, the generation of the time. Sherry wants to know, uh, was this the Kingdom Roundtable from last week? No, this is the um, Matthew 25 episode where Corey and Surgeon Jason... From last week. ...hosted last Revelation Wednesday. Red Pill last Wednesday. That's what Leah was referring to. Floorman says, the idea that the divorced bride could no longer inherit the will... On um, only the resurrected husband could become the executor stuck with me. Mm. Jesus could only open the seals after the crucifixion. Yeah. Bingo. So, uh, Sherry wants to know what about us? Were we prejudged then unless we come to Christ? It is the lake for us? Question mark. Um, we're, so what about us? Very simple. The gospel. What do you tell all your neighbors and friends? Repent. Are you going to hell? <laughs> right. Um, and we will all be judged ourselves when we die. Why? Because God has to judge whether we're going to heaven or hell. That's the judgment. So we don't sleep. We disagree. We don't sleep. surge on this, this statement that Leah just made there. And that's okay. We're not all this. These kinds of things don't exactly matter. Um, surge, the way surge views it is like, listen, we are in the kingdom of heaven right now whether we shed a body or not mm. doesn't matter. Like mm -hmm. we're not going to be judged. Our judgment kind of was wiped away when we accepted Christ mm. is the way that Serge views it. And I don't have a problem with that. Well, that's the, that is, I think that, that is a judgment though. That is a type of judgment, right? Right. That is a type of judgment. Uh, Floorman says the old covenant had to be broken by the crucifixion before the new covenant could be consummated. Yeah. And then I, and, and then I beheld, because of the voice. So after the, the judgment, the books were opened. And then I beheld because of the voice of the great words, which the horn spake in Rome, I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and giving to a burning flame. So this is, he's talking about what's very interesting is that this beast is the fourth kingdom beast. Okay. This crazy weird beast and he's talking about the representative of all of uh, Rome. So if you go to Revelation 19.20. So you guys write this down because these extra scriptures are not right here. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet, which wrought, which wrought miracles with him, which deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and then which worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire and the burning brimstone. You see, this is very interesting because Daniel 7 is very boom, 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 boom. And Revelation, it seems really spread out. Okay. Um, as concerning the rest of the beasts, um, they had their dominion taken away. So these other kingdoms, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. And I saw the night visions and behold, one like the son of man. So Jesus kept going around saying, I'm the son of man, I'm the son of man with the clouds of heaven and came to, to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. So I want to go to, well, I think I'm going to skip that one. Well, is that where I'm going to go to revelation 24, 30 in a second. And there was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom and all the peoples and nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So I want to go to Matthew uh, 24, 30 happened what you just read there. Yeah. So we're going to go, since we've covered, this is why we build line upon line 
precept upon precept. So when you guys already have Matthew 24 under your belt, so Matthew 24, 30 says, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth shall mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Um, and he shall send his, uh, angels, um, uh, with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together the elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Uh, and I believe that that truly means when he's gathering the elect, he's gathering all of the tribes of Israel, all of those people who were waiting for the Messiah. Now, this is really interesting. Just, Jesus. just as a little kind of side anecdotal note, Serge has been given a kind of really interesting revelation as far as the different kind of holding tanks, as it will, um, where because he's 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 dissected the different holding places tanks. of you know where you've gone to Sheol and um, the place of the dead, and then there's Abraham's bosom, and then there's the sleep, and it says that they are gathered from the four corners of heaven, mm -hmm. which does kind of give a depiction of different places. I've yeah. never seen that before. Too, yeah. You know that. So now we're going to go to um, his explanation of these things. Um, and Michelle, you can read it if you want, but I'll start here in verse 15. Uh, and I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit uh, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. And I came near to one of them that stood by, and I asked him to know the truth of all of this. You see, Daniel gave an immediate interpretation to um, King Nebuchadnezzar. But now he has an angel interpret to him, very interestingly, what he saw with the beasts. And he saw more in uh, chapter 7 than he did. He didn't see the Jesus part. Okay, so verse 16. Verse? All right. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I wish to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured and broke in pieces and trampled the residue of its feet, with its feet, and with the ten horns that were on its head, and with the other horn which came up before which three fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the ancient of days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints and the most high and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall, shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be, a, be different from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth, trample it and break it in pieces. The 10 horns are 10 kings who shall arise from this kingdom and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first ones and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the most high, shall persecute the saints of the most high and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. But the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people and the saints of the most high. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve him and obey him. All right. So let's go over a few of these scriptures. And Michelle, why don't you just bring them up on your computer as I read them out? Because that's one part that I really wish I had done for you guys in this What do you blog. mean bring them up? Second uh, Timothy 2.11. You want them to be able to see it? No, I just want you to read oh. them. You get them up because I'm going to put them in, my, in the blog rather than me get them and read them. 
All right, here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So we, we reign with him. All right, right? next. Isaiah 60, verse 12. Oops, hang on. You got to do it just right in Bible Gateway. Yeah, don't do Bible Gateway. Just do it on the Google. <laughs> All right. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. Okay. Revelation 2.26. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. All right. Um, ten horns and that were in his head and which came up and before him three fell. Revelation 17.14. They will wage war against the lamb, but the lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And with him will be his called chosen and faithful followers. I think that that was revelation. I think that that was 721, which was, and I beheld the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. All right. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints and of the most high revelation one six. And has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. All right. And I think, and then, I think it's verse 20. So what we're doing right now is cross-referencing, right? We're reading in Daniel, and then we're finding the cross-reference in Revelation or in other places. Yeah. Revelation 12, 14. So we're going to read uh, verse 25, which is, And he shall speak great words against the Most High. And he shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until the time and times and the dividing of times. Revelation twelve fourteen. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle, so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Time, times, and half a times. Exactly. Um, Revelation seventeen six. I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of God's holy people, the blood of those who bore testimony to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Revelation 13, 7. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them, and it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. So what I want to show you guys is that Revelation is not... It's not in order it's not a it's a it's explaining daniel chapter 7 but it does so in 21 chapters and it's one chapter in daniel chapter 7 okay and when we're breaking this off and we're trying to put these things in order and we're trying to say well then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened Follow the order of Daniel 7 mm. and then put those pieces all together. Don't put Revelation Come and then in. try to put it. This is the order. Daniel got the order. Okay. John was seeing things and, and he was seeing things again. And then he was seeing it in another way. And then he was seeing it another way. And that's often what we're and, and the problem is, is that. We think it's just like in order and here are the seals. And, and no, he, John was seeing like 
a bunch of things happening at one time. Well, I, I think we get confused by the phrase, and then I saw, and then I saw, and then I saw, because we always think that that means in order. But if you went to an amusement park and you were just describing all of the different things that you saw there, that wouldn't necessarily mean in order of which you saw them. And then I saw this uh, loop-de-loop roller coaster, and then I saw the cotton candy, and then I saw this, and then I saw that, and then I saw, you know, somebody throw up in the bathroom. You know, it doesn't mean that you like saw all of these things in consecutive order. It just means, you know, I saw all of these things and you're, I think the, and then I saw just means, and I also saw. I, I truly believe that. And verse 26, and, but the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion and consume to consume and to devour it to the end. And verse 27, and the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high. Now, again, follow me, please. I don't care how revelation looks like to you. Let's go to what we know to be true. Okay. I know that the kingdom and dominion, the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the most high, who, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him. That's it. That's where we're at now. And let's get some scriptures to back that up. All right. So I'm going to go back to the blog here. And again, you Luke guys can 17. follow along with the study guide on resistancechicks.com for today's episode. Luke 17. Go ahead and read that. 21, 20 through 21. It's on, the, it's on the right under the these guys here. There you go. We're passing up. You pass it up. Scroll back. There you go. Right here? Is it right there? Mm -hmm. All right. Let me pull it up so they can follow along here. Luke 17. Now. Having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered them saying, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's among you. That's it right now. I'm Verse sorry to facepalm. Normally without modern end times theory having injected itself over the past 150 years, I would have finished that by saying, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's among you. Not like facepalming. It's among you. It's among you. It's among you. It's among you. So, okay. Just, just do something in your brain. It's among you. It's here right now. Revelation may be confusing to me, but Daniel makes sense. Revelation may be confusing to me, but Daniel makes sense. So help me God to interpret Revelation help through Daniel. Help me God to interpret Revelation through Daniel. And it'll make so much more sense, okay? And you can walk people through Daniel. Because when you go to verse 27 and you take people to Luke 17, 20 through 21, he says, the kingdom of God isn't coming and people are going to say that it's here. Because it doesn't come with signs that cannot be observed. Because he says the kingdom of God is within you. It's in your midst. It's here and right now. It's here right now. We're not waiting for it to come later. John 18. All right. Let me make it so y'all can read along here. All right. Therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative? Or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? 
Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would be not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Pause. So, uh, so you understand something. Everybody says Jesus is saying his kingdom isn't of this realm, but then they're like, but it will be of this realm. No, let's back up. This kingdom that he's talking about in verse 27 that says the kingdom and dominion and greatness of his kingdom over the whole heaven shall be given to the people of saints is not of this world. Because it's up here and then it rules down here. They have it reversed. Do you want to explain that? I, does it need explanation? I don't know. I think that it does. People still don't get it. The end timers don't get it. They they say, and I just saw a bunch on Twitter today, saying, we don't win here. Our kingdom and dominion is in heaven. Okay? We're waiting for Jesus to come and bring his kingdom on earth. But where is it that it says this kingdom here is, is here on earth? Leah. He just says. He just read it in Luke. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It is among you. Okay, here is where I would love to break off and explain Revelation chapter 11, but that will have to be for another day. But verse 15, we're going to uh, go to verse 15, 11. It says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there was a loud voice in, in, in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. I'm sorry, I just wanted to do it that way. And he shall reign forever and ever. Christ is reigning now and forever and ever. He is seated at the right hand of God. That's emphasis by Leah. Revelation 20 verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. So Satan had power by ruling in some of these dominions and powers. Hebrews 2. Since therefore the children share in the flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. Colossians 2, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. So when you see rulers and dominions, Colossians 2 says they're already triumph. So Colossians 2 explains to you Daniel seven twenty seven. What else is Colossians 2 referring to? Uh, then read Romans 16. Further down. Wait. Just a little bit right there, right in front of you. I don't see. Oh, there. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under, his, under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Luke 10. Behold, I have given you authority to tread serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. All right, so um, I might do some questions here, but I'm going to do a little bit of a bonus round, okay? Because there's a cross-reference here to Micah uh, 4.7. So would you read um, verse, um, I think it is Micah verse 7. Kind of got a couple. Well, I'm just going to read. You don't have 4.7 on here. I do, but it's down here. Let me see. Micah. Go ahead and read that yourself. I want to, okay. need to check something. All right. Now. So we're going to do, we're going to do a cross reference here to Micah. I'm going to start reading. You guys go to Micah with me in chapter, in just chapter four. Now it starts out with in the last days. So the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and peoples will stream to it. 
Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. And the law will go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples, and he will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train uh, for war anymore. Everyone will sit over his, under his own vine and under their own fig tree, and none will make them afraid. Side note, in Zechariah 3, Zechariah 3 says, In that day, each one of you will invite your neighbor to sit under your vine and your fig tree, declares, de declares the Lord. Um, let me see, did I... The side note on, on Zechariah 3, and I think we might come back to Zechariah chapter 3. That's why it looks like it's... Um, how did I mess this up? Shoot. I'm so silly. So Zechariah 3 is all about being a high priest. So I, I know this might be confusing, but the, we're gonna do we're doing a couple cross-references. Micah 4 4 is Zechariah 3 10. So what I do, and I know this might be like level 1 million for you guys. No, just write them down. So what I do guys, is I go and I follow. Okay, so what is Zechariah 3.10 talking about? If Micah was referenced, and I was referencing Micah, Daniel 7.14 is a cross-reference to Micah 4.7, which says, I will make her that halted a remnant and her that was cast off a strong nation and the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth, even forevermore. Okay. So that is my cross reference for Micah. So Micah four, seven is Daniel seven fourteen. So if I'm in Micah four, seven, if I'm in Micah four, I'm going to read all of Micah four. And as I read all of Micah 4, I come across Micah 4, 4, which says, They shall sit every man under his vine under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Um, and to sit under one's own vine and fig tree was a proverbial picture of peace, security, and contentment. So we're talking about the reign of Jesus Christ, peace, security, and contentment. And so then I go to Zechariah chapter 3. And it's talking about Joshua cleansed and reclothed. This is a side note. This is a side Bible study to what we were just covering because these cross references make the Bible complete and make what Jesus came to do complete. So he talks about the vine and the fig tree. Joshua 3.10 says, and in that day, in that day, Micah 4 says in the last days. Okay, Micah 4, referencing in the last days. Daniel, referencing, referencing in the last days. We're studying the last days. That's what this whole thing is about. And in that day shall every man call to his neighbor, uh, sit, under the, uh, sit under the vine and under the fig tree. So I'm going to talk about Joshua the high priest for a minute. We will come back to this because this is really important um, in Zechariah. But this is just a little taste of, of, of another another look at the revelation red pill and he showed me joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the lord and satan standing at his right hand to resist him and the lord said to satan the lord rebuke you o satan even the lord that hath chosen jerusalem rebuke you is not this a brand plucked out of the fire and that too has a cross reference to um romans 
833. You can just write that down and look that up yourself. Um, a brand talk poked out of the fire. Now Joshua is clothed with fil filthy garments and stood before the angel. What do you think that represents? Why is Joshua clothed with fil filthy garments if he's the priest? And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away your filthy garments from him. Mm -hmm. And he said, Behold, I have caused your iniquity to pass from you, and I will clothe you with a change of raiment. We are now clothed with a change of raiment. Luke 15, 22. And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a crown upon his head and clothed him with garments. That's you. Okay. And the angel of the Lord stood by, and the angel of the Lord protested uh, unto Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my charge, then you shall also judge my house, and also keep my courts, and I will give you places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, uh, the high priest, you and your fellows that sit before you, for they are men wondered at. Behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Taking off his filthy clothing deprived Joshua of his priestly office, but it was also symbolic of the removal of sin. Putting a clean turban uh, mitre upon his head, it wasn't a crown, sorry, it was a turban, uh, reinstated him to his high priestly function so that Israel once again had a divinely authorized priestly mediator. The word branch represents 18 different Hebrew and four different Greek words in the Bible. And it is most notably used as a title applied to the Messiah as the offspring of David in Jeremiah 20, 23. I think I've got that up here. Let's see. Jeremiah 23 and of course. <laughs> you I'm, have a million scriptures up. Here we go. Five. 23, behold, five. Behold the days come, says the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Does that what Jesus does now or later? Now, right now, it's happening right now. Here's another one for the branch, 3315. Go ahead. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the, in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous savior. So one day, <coughs> when we have time, we're going to come back to Jeremiah um, 33, 30 through 33, because those scriptures, the, the dispensationalists put to the future, which you can't because Jesus came to fulfill all the law and the prophets. Yeah, we are, we have the branch, the king reigns right now. It says, see the stone, verse nine <coughs> of Zechariah three. See the stone that I've set in front of Joshua. There are seven eyes on that one stone. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord. And I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. Clearly that happened with Jesus. Revelations 5, 6 says, Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. This is like the coolest stuff for me. Zechariah 3, 9 says what? Seven eyes on one stone. Yes. And what does Revelation 5 talk about? Seven eyes. It's so cool. This stuff is so cool to me. Jeremiah what chapter, Leah? Jer that, was, that was 33 when we were Jeremiah reading Jeremiah 33, 15 and Jeremiah 23, 5. Okay. But now we're back in... Um, Zechariah chapter 3. Is that what we, that's what we just read? Zechariah 3, 9. 
has the seven eyes on one stone and Revelation 5, 6, if they could see it, they would make more sense to them. I can bring that up. I just couldn't uh, find it. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center. So it's, it's, it's the blog. It's right it's there. It's right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Isaiah 26, 16. Um, 28, 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of a fur foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Jeremiah 31, 34. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the last of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. All right, so... Um, this is the rest of Jeremiah 31, and it's kind of the end. And I'm just going to go ahead and end right here. If we have any questions on Daniel, uh, the Daniel's Four Kingdoms, we I know we kind of, I really wanted to focus on the Four Kingdoms. So the rest of Daniel with the, the Ancient of Days sitting on the throne of the Judgment, we're going to cover at length someday. I don't know what when maybe next week even because next week we're going to go into I, I believe daniel's 70 weeks and we may go into the rest of daniel which has daniel uh daniel's 70 weeks in uh chapter 9 and then uh covering a little bit of the controversial stuff in um daniel chapter 12 and hopefully by the end of these two weeks you will have daniel in your belt in your belt so do we have any questions Isaiah 41.10 says, I just got on the Blue Letter Bible site. Now I see why you recommend it. Here's why we love the Blue Letter Bible site. Because you can do cross-references. You can do word studies. And I mean, it's just, it's an incredible. So I have the app. It's what I use for my Bible app on my phone. Absolutely love the Blue Letter Bible. KJ says, thank you, smiley face. Um, let's see if there's any other comments over here on Facebook or DLive. So 2 Corinthians 5 says, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So it's very interesting. There's a lot that goes on with something not made with hands. That mm. means it's divinely done. That's good. So Mike over on DLive says, The purpose of eschatology was mostly about the completion of the Old Testament covenant and the prophecies. Mm -hmm. Well said, Mike. Mike's done a big deep study into all of this. Haven't seen Mike in a while. So glad you're here today. Um, here's the deal, guys. Again, with uh, emphasizing what we started out the show while we're waiting for to see if anybody has any um, comments or questions. We're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Kingdom Roundtable. Serge and Corey and Jason and their friend Rob Allen came on on Monday night and really laid a foundation for why you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need it to be able to take all of the things that we're giving you guys and apply it, do it, walk it out. Like Leah said, there's a lot of you that are sending us messages like, I'm there, but I just don't know what God's voice sounds like. And I'm still kind of a little bit confused. You just literally, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit uh, brings all things to remembrance. You will have understanding. You will be able to take all this and put it into action. Okay, so this is really funny. Jeremiah was caught up in Babylon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why my Bible is open to Jeremiah 49. You just opened it just now. It's just sitting here on accident. And I want you guys to look here at 22. Let's see. Where... We 
can't see that. I see. Uh, do you see I have Nebuchadnezzar written right there? Right over. No, 4922. Over, over here? Yeah. You see it? Yeah, you wrote down. It's Leah's beautiful handwriting. Do you know what it says right there? No, because we can't read this what you've got. It another cool thing. Behold, he shall come up and fly as the eagle and spread his wings over Brazren. And at that day shall the heart of the mighty men of Edom be as the heart of the woman in her pangs. So that the um, my Bible study note says the eagle probably represents Nebuchadnezzar as in 48 verse 40, a more complete subjugation of the Edomites. Um, and so if that is Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, then, you know, he's the winged lion. Ooh. So that's another scripture about him being a winged lion. That's and good. so Jeremiah got kind of the same vision yeah. of Daniel because Jeremiah is getting a lot of the same visions, but Jeremiah is focusing completely on Babylon. Right. And just as John is focusing completely on Rome. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So Sherry says, this was a great episode. I think I say that every week, LOL. Floorman says, a fiercely and wonderfully knit home for his spirit, question mark. KJ says, 100% agree. Isaiah 4110, great show as always. You guys are fantastic. I love coming with you every single week. So just a brief update. Um, we just finished. Oh, we got a story to tell. Testimony. Yes. We finished Old School Survival Boot Camp this weekend. You know, we've been promoting it. We've been telling you guys about it all these months and weeks. And we said, if you stay to the end of the show, you'll get an, an awesome testimony. So you guys usually see Patriot Nana 7 in the chat. You see Sir Thriving Mama in the chat. That is Sir, uh, Sir Thriving. Is it just Thriving Mama? It's Sir Thriving Mama. Okay. Sir Thriving. Like instead of surviving, Sir Thriving. Oh, okay. Get it? Um, that's Stacy and her daughter, Samantha. They came with us to Plymouth and Stacy's husband, John, and Samantha and her husband, Mark, and all of their kids. They were with us Connor, in Plymouth. Brady, and Little Eyes. And they've now adopted um, Sheila, which is, she's just a phenomenal. Mark's niece. Uh, Mark's niece with autism, but she's just amazing. She's one of the kids. She's one of the kids. Yeah. So they came to Old School Survival Boot Camp and we camped with them. Happy early birthday, Sheila. Happy early birthday to Sheila. His birthday is tomorrow on Thursday. So they come and back at the Kentucky huddle, there was a young woman who showed up and she drove all the way from Tennessee and she asked us for a place to camp. We told her where to camp locally. She comes back the next day. Coach Dave's wife, Michelle says, did you see the, the young lady that drove all the way from Tennessee just to see you guys? And she's one of your viewers. And I was like, no. And she pointed her out and I was like, oh, that's the girl we told to camp. I'm going to talk to her. Didn't get to talk to her. Almost came on the show and was like, hey, whoever you are. I really wish that I had had a chance to talk to you. Send me an email. I had literally been praying for this young lady. And I say young lady, she's the exact same age as me. She's actually two months older. So at boot camp, I think it was like day two. I'm like, oh my gosh. And her name is Dory. And she is literally the, uh, the embodiment of the joy of the Lord. I mean, she is just has the spirit of God shining all over us. So I said, hey, we're going to be hanging out at the campsite. Come up and hang out with us with John and Stacy and Samantha and the whole family and our friends, Catherine and, and um, her mom and our friend, Caitlin. And we're all there. We're hanging out. Dory's there having a phenomenal time. Sunday rolls around. Everyone has left. We finally get our kit taken down and we're getting ready to go to our tent and take it down. Dory says, let me help you. She again had driven all the way from Tennessee. So we start praying with her when we finished everything. Leah's praying throughout while we're, we're packing up the tent. We asked her if we could pray for her. We, Leah asked her, you know, listen, I got one gift 
You have many actually. And that's to pray for people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. She says, I would want that. I've always wanted it. I have wanted it. I've wanted it. We pray with her. She gets filled with the Holy Ghost, starts speaking in tongues. It was just so absolutely phenomenal. We get back Monday afternoon. We're in our little chat. We have little audio messages that we do with Corey and Surgeon Jason. We're telling them the testimonies from this weekend, how awesome it was. And they're getting ready to do the Kingdom Roundtable where they're going to talk about people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And we didn't know that. And we say, oh my gosh, we got to pray with this. Pray Pray, pray for our new friend Dory to get filled with the Holy Ghost and she did and it was awesome and so, so Corey's like oh my gosh that's what we're going to talk about tonight it's huge confirmation wow God's moving this is exactly how we spread the kingdom of God so they do that episode that night Sir Thriving Mama aka Sam Samantha was like I really wanted you guys to pray for me because I only spoke in tongues one time and it freaked me out that one time was October 10th and she sends me an e a text message saying you guys did an episode I was in my bathroom and I prayed to get filled with the Holy Ghost and I started speaking in tongues so awesome so I'm thinking this whole time she's filled with the Holy Ghost because I got this text message from her you guys follow me am I speaking too fast so anyway I didn't realize that she hadn't spoken in tongues since then so which by the way, I sent a message to Dory yesterday saying, I'm going to follow up on this one because I'm not going to let that happen again. I should have followed up with Samantha to make sure she was still flowing in the Holy Ghost. So Serge sees that, that she had commented. She Serge comes back to Leah and Corey and Jason. And I was like, oh my gosh, Samantha's our moderator. She's our girl. We got to take care of her. We got to make sure that this is, you know, done. I said, Leah, I said to Leah and I said to the guys, I said, don't worry about it. We got this, right? So then we start what we love this app called Marco Polo. It's not a promotion of this. We just use it often. It's a video chat app. You send a video and then the other person sends a video back. So we start this group, okay, with Samantha and her parents and the whole nine yards and God just, Louis started praying. Leah starts doing an explanation of how she got filled with the Holy Ghost and her story and testimony. And then we just start praying. Come to find out they had rent. We knew they had, they had rented a, a, an RV. They're on their way back because they had stopped at the Ark Encounter, which is amazing. And everybody needs to go and do that. So they stopped at the Ark Encounter the next day. This is Tuesday. This is yesterday. They're still driving home to New Hampshire. All right. They pull that puppy over. They literally pulled the RV over for the prayer that Leah was praying and they start in the prophecies that Leah was prophesying. So Samantha starts, uh, I don't even know how this all went down. I wasn't there, but she starts flowing in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, praying over her kids. Connor gets filled with the Holy Ghost, starts, and he's like, what, 10 or 11? He starts praying over everybody. Um, Sheila said, I felt the Spirit of God with me. The, uh, John and Stacy are in the RV. Samantha's husband, Mark, is there on his knees. I mean, the whole family. The is, little ones. And the little, the tiny little ones were filled, like literally these are toddlers. They are just laughing with the laughter of God. So we get a video message of this in progress right? Mark sends a little video message of that. And then afterwards, Samantha sends us a message and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be speaking in, in tongues for the rest of my life. Like every single day. It's just, it's a, it, you can't stop it now. You can't plug it up. And she said, I'm going to be driving this puppy home, just praying in the spirit, speaking in tongues. And it was one of the most uh, incredible things that we had ever been a part of and, and then john and stacy tell us the story about two weeks ago yes so you want to go ahead and tell that no, one go ahead my voice is wrong all right so you guys remember the episode i don't know how many of you saw this where we were on pete santilli show which is on you can find it on resistancechicks.com or any of our videos where pete tells this story of his dog runs out into the middle of the road and pete goes out there and the, the dog and gets hit by a car flies up in the air and pete gives this blood curdling throat raw scream God reverse it, right? So John then comes on yesterday afternoon and tells us this story that two weeks ago, 
they had seen a car accident and John gets there faster than like grease lightning. He doesn't even know how fast he gets there. And he screams, God, reverse it. So they, there was a mom and a daughter yeah. and the car flipped twice yes. over a seven foot wall. And, and John remembered that it was in him. You all need to get that God reverse it stuff in your spirit. Okay. So they walked away. The mother and daughter were in that car and they got out and walked away. They walked away from this. It, it was like the, the car was smoking. It was near a gas line. And you know what Serge came on and said today? That God controls time and, and we can control time. You know, God made the sun stand still. That God reverse it. We need to grasp a hold of that. It is so incredibly far, powerful. So this so then whole, the police go ahead. take a police report. Yeah. And oh, that's are right. you related to the woman in this accident? Her name was Maria Barnes, which is the exact same name as John Barnes' mother. Come on. This is this is the kind of stuff that you will walk in. See, John and Stacey are already filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, they were already were. This is the kind of stuff that you will walk in when so you are filled with the Holy Ghost. we are praying, and I told uh, Sam to, start, to, to pray in the Holy Spirit that Connor and Brady... Could be homeschooled yeah they have a dad uh their dad won't let them be homeschooled and they really should have been there um i think it was uh, uh was brady who said that he's one of five straight guys in his sixth grade class because it's this isn't this is not a place where kids need to be right now um and so you guys can join us with prayer that connor and brady will be homeschooled this yes. year yes and um power comes upon you when you pray in the spirit and you can pray certain prayers and get words of wisdom and words of knowledge on how to um combat the enemy that's stopping yes. up the will of god in your life and Amen. that's why it's important to get filled with the holy spirit so we're going to end this program and probably many of our revelation red prayer programs moving forward with instead of offering up salvation because i'm pretty sure everyone that's tuning into revelation red pill already has that and if you don't you can send me an email um, and we will walk you through that. But, um, and as a matter of fact, you can just go through this prayer right now and you'll get the baptism of the Holy Ghost and salvation. But we want, we want you guys to, we want to equip the saints for the working of the ministry. What is the ministry? Advancing the kingdom of God, um, like we have been doing, like we are doing through the Revelation Red Pill and the Kingdom Roundtable. So, you know, Leah said earlier in the program, and I think she got this from Corey and Jason and Serge on their program, salvation is by faith. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just done by surrender. God sent the disciples and he said, go and wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. So they went to a place called the upper room and they just surrendered and they waited, right? They waited and they asked God to fill them with his Holy Spirit. And he came and he descended on them and it looked like there were tongues of fire on their heads. It says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it says, yield yourself, yield your members to the Holy Spirit. Yes. So all you need to do is say, Holy Spirit, come. I yield myself to you. Fill me with everything that you have. And the number one thing that Leah and I have found for people that are getting filled with the Holy Ghost is to, instead of be so focused on this thing that's going to happen to you or whatever you're saying, you need to be in prayer. What is the number one thing that is on your heart to be praying for? Maybe it's your child to get um, out of drugs, come out of jail. Maybe it's for your parents to be healthy. Whatever it is that your, your heart's deepest desire that you've been asking God for, focus on that and it will bubble up out of you. Flash River said, Jesus said, uh, told his disciples that they would do greater works than he was doing. I'm not surprised. He said it. I believe it. Amen. So good. 
So just ask, just surrender to God as we start to pray. And Lee and I, you know, the Bible says, don't speak in tongues without an interpreter. You know, that's not the purpose of this. We are going to pray in the spirit and we will be speaking in tongues for you guys to get a feel for it. And if you have to, you can start just repeating the phrases that we say. We have a heavenly language. It is okay for you to repeat our heavenly language until yours comes out of your mouth. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Resistance Chicks family. I thank you that you have given them all power and authority. I thank you that greater works than you did, they will do and we will do. So God, they are coming to you tonight and they are asking you, Father God, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I want that super turbo charge. I want to be able to have the gifts of the Spirit. I want to have dreams and visions and words of wisdom and knowledge. I want to prophesy. I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want to be able to pray out your perfect will in your heavenly language that you have given me. So Father God, I ask you to fill me up. I surrender to you. I give you all of everything in me. So Lord God, I just, I just thank you right now for every person that's tuning in, that's viewing, that says, God, I want more of you. I want all of you. I want all of the tools. I want all of the weapons of the warfare. I want to be able to take your kingdom and advance it. So right now, what I want you guys to do is just hold your hands up in a, in a position of surrender. If you have to, if you want to get down on your knees and just say, God, I surrender, fill me up. God, I surrender, fill me up. Just say that over and over again. And I surrender, fill me up. Uh, Say the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me Holy with Spirit, your fire. Come Holy and fill Spirit, me with come. everything that you have. There's a third person of the Trinity. So what you're doing is you've yielded yourselves to the Jesus. You've yielded yourselves to the God the Father. Now say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me right now in Jesus' name. Now it's important, you guys, when you're getting filled with the Holy Spirit, the reason when we pray in the Spirit, then we begin to prophesy, because when we're in a you guys aren't going to know what we're saying. So if we're praying in the spirit in a group, we're going to speak that out, whatever that prophetic word is, so that those who don't understand can know what it is that God is saying right now. God says there has been so much chaos. There has been so much noise. There has been so many loud clanging symbols of things that would try to trap my church and keep them bound because they're looking here and they're looking there and they're they're whipping their heads around and they're getting whiplash for looking all around at all of the things and God says right now in this time and in this hour and in this message that I am bringing forth back to the forefront again it is going to drown out all of the noise. Those, those hammers that have been clanging and the cymbals that have been banging will no longer be making any noise because there will be that repetitive drum of my truth that is a solid, solid noise that is over and over again, my kingdom is come. My kingdom is here. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. And it will begin to reverberate across the land. And it will begin to reverberate in your community as you go. And you will march to the 
the beat of the drum that says his kingdom is here. His kingdom has come. His kingdom is here. His kingdom has come. And that is what is happening right now. The church will no longer listen to all of the fanciful noises and all of the music that has drawn them away. And they will go and they will start marching to that beat of that drum. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. And we will begin to advance to the same beat. And in one unison and in one accord, everyone will start marching in lockstep. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And every denomination and every tongue and every tribe and every nation will start marching to the same beat of the same drum. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is near. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. And that is what will unify the voices of the nations of the body of Christ. And no longer will the noise of all of the attractive things of the world distract the church because we will come from far and wide in one in one nation and in one marching and in one stream. My kingdom has come. My kingdom is here. We advance the kingdom. We advance it because it's here in the name of Jesus. Why do you flee from my presence? Why do you run away? Why do you run around? Why do you run away from my presence? Why don't you seek me in that secret and quiet place where I'm at? Why don't you seek me in that secret, in that quiet place where I'm at? There's a glory in the secret place. There's a glory in the secret place. There's a glory in the secret place. Let the anointing flow over you and your family. You have a choice to make. And these choices that you make, uh, you will make and you will take them with you. I just pray, Father God, that you, you lay your hand on these people right now. That your glory will be on these people right now. That the glory of your, your presence will be on these people right now. There has been a time, a time and a half and a time. You guys have wondered where I was. You've wondered where my hand was. You guys left me. I didn't leave you. You guys left the presence. When you get into the presence, I will be present with you. I will be pleasant with your family. I will go where no man has gone before. I will take you before kings and priests. Many of you are constantly questioning me. Is there any more prophecies to be fulfilled? This word that I have given you will go on forever. You open up this word. And there's a word for you today. There's a word for you tomorrow. The prophetic words have just begun to be fulfilled. You open this up. You find a word for your family. I don't care where it is. Psalm 69.3. Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, as an alien to my mother's children. For the zeal of your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproached you are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastised my soul with fasting, that was my reproach. I made sackcloth as my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was a song of drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord. In an acceptable time, O Lord, in the multitude of your mercy, hear me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire, and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me, and out of deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of your tender mercies, and hide not 
not your faith from your servant, for I am troubled. Hear me speedily. Draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of your enemies. For you has known, you have known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. My adversaries are before me. Reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. And I look for some to take pity. And there was none. And for comforters, and I found none. They gave me gall for meat. And in my thirst, they gave me vinegar for drink. This is a scripture about Jesus. Let their table become a snare before them, and that which that should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not. May their loins continually shake. Pour out your indignation upon them, and let your wrathful anger take a hold of them. Let their habitation be desolate, and let them not dwell in their tents. For they persecute him who you have smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom you have wounded. Add iniquity to their iniquity, and let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be brought out from the book of the living, and not be written with the righteous for I am poor and I am sorrowful let your salvation O God set me on high I will praise the name of God with song I will magnify him with thanksgiving this also shall please the Lord better than any ox or bullock or horns and hooves the humble shall see it and be glad and your heart shall live then seek that seek God for the Lord has heard the poor and despises not his prisoners let the heaven and the earth praise him and the seas and everything that moves for God will save Zion and will build the, build the cities of Judah that he may dwell there and the seed of also of his servants shall inherit it. And they that love his name shall dwell therein. Sing the Psalms. Let the Lord come forth from you. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Let the Lord be magnified that takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. We worship you, God. There is no name like you. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, you make a water. You make a water in the wilderness. You give food and manna where there is no food. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemy. Our cup runs over. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they cover me. When I start to get out of the way, you pull me back into the way. Father God, everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, protect them. Keep them in the shadow shadow of the most high surround them with the wing of your just like a hen a mother hen you shall cover us you shall protect us you're going to heal relationships you're going to heal our hearts you're going to heal our minds you're going to bring our kids in you're going to destroy the destroyer and i thank you father god you're raising up a nation that's not afraid to call down the judgments of god who is not a, afraid to see that you are the same yesterday today and forever and just as i brought the revelation judgments of revelation i will bring judgment and justice on this generation don't you worry because what you're feeling and what you're asking for me I do not I don't need to cause the end of all things to bring you justice for this generation believe in me believe in me that I love you and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God I know how to bring justice you do not your hand shall not bring justice. For you can't see that there are people that follow me amongst tribes that you would never talk to. There are people within the Antifa tribes. There are people within the Black Lives Matter tribes. There are people in the left-wing tribes that I have anointed and appointed and I have called out. And in your anger and in your wrath, you would have me smite them all. Repent of this. Ask me to save them. And I shall, and you shall see wonders and miracles. You see, there's a group of young people in Seattle. 
They don't know which way to go. They've been following darkness. But you see, once they see the light, they will go so hard after the light that they will become a roaring army. I see a bunch of young people in Seattle who will become warriors for the kingdom of Christ. They will shed their Antifa clothes. They will shed their LGBT identity and they will find their identity in me. You must seek in my presence to find out who the real enemy is for they will look the same. Two people with the same color hair, the same color shirt, the same color pants. One is your enemy and one is your friend. You must have the gifts of the spirit to identify who you should run away from and who you shall preach the gospel to. There are some who are dangerous to you and some who you are called to go witness to and set free from darkness. Why do you put everyone into the same boat? Stop calling them all communists. They are not. They are broken. They are lost. I've come to save the lost. Will you go preach to them? Who will go? Who will go to these campuses? Stop putting them in a box. Stop labeling them. They won't hear you like that. Preach this message and they will understand this message. 80, 70, they will understand and they will get for they know that Jerusalem and Israel of this earth is not the real Jerusalem. It's the Jerusalem of above. They understand it. They will grasp it more than you could even understand it and grasp it. They see the evil in the world from a different lens than you have. You've been brainwashed and blindsided by the end times theology. You're sick. They know they need a healer. Woe to those who think they are healthy and they need a physician. This end time theology is a plague on Christianity. And so you Christians on the edge, you who have been following me for years, you're going to pull them out. I just need a few of you and it will light, we'll, we'll light, we'll, we'll spark a light. And guess what? It'll be these Antifa commie people that will go in. They will go in just like the Jesus revolution movie. And they will go into the evangelical churches and they will set them free. You see, the evangelical churches are looking at them saying, Oh, you're LGBT. Oh, you're communist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're this. And they can't see to minister to these people. The few of you are going to set a fire, a fire around the edges, and you'll get these kids off the campuses. And then they will go into the evangelical churches with the keys that you give them this revelation red pill. And they'll set the evangelical world on fire and they'll set them free. And hand in hand, former communist, former Antifa, former BLM, former critical race theory mindset people. And yes, even some from the World Economic Forum. Yes, even some from the UN. Yes, even some from uh, the young leaders organizations. I'm calling them out. I thank you, Father, for this. I ask you to send us out. I ask you that our words will go and reach those people. There is an anointing on Seattle, Washington. There's anointing on Seattle. There's an anointing. There's an anointing on Seattle. There's an anointing on Seattle. There's an anointing on Seattle.
There's more to this, but I think we got to go. I thank you, Father God. There are some of you guys who are watching tonight who are going to pick up this mantle and you're going to pray that through. And, and send me messages when you've prayed that through because we got to sign off. We love you guys. In Jesus' name Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. Amen. Tracy says, I think all prayers are in the spirit. Here's the thing. You're right. No man comes to the Father but by the Son and through the Holy Spirit. But here's the deal. The disciples had Jesus, but they needed a second infilling. There is a second infilling. There's countless scriptures, and I know that watching the Kingdom Roundtables episode from on this past Monday, I think it's episode 12, come to think of it, because I think they're one episode behind us. They will take you through all the scriptures that show you that you need to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You must have the baptism of the Holy singing Spirit. Singing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Uh, praying in the Spirit is, is he, Jesus, uh, Paul says, I will pray in the Spirit and I'll pray in my understanding. Why would anyone ever say, I spirit. don't want all of God? I will sing in the Spirit. And I will sing in my understanding. Paul is making a distinction. When he says pray in the spirit, he means pray in tongues. When he says sing in the spirit, he means sing in tongues. When he says pray in my understanding, he means pray in the language, language of the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this, that you have been encouraged, uplifted, educated, enlightened, and empowered to take this, this message, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. To the nations. Floor man says, thank you ladies. Started confused. Ending with tears of joy. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth. We love you. God loves you. God bless. We will see you on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Brighteon segment on Brighteon.tv. And then for the after show on Rumble or ResistanceChicks.com, wherever you like to watch us. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for being here. And don't forget to share this. Share this. Share this. Bye, guys. God bless. Was cold, all alone. No place for home every day.